The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hello, Cleaning Nation. This is part two in a two-part episode. If you missed episode one, go back to the previous episode and check it out and then enjoy this episode number two. Number two is a focus on gratitude. So good. Keep talking, lady. You're you're scratching where I itch. If I was a dog, my little leg would be, you know, when you get the dog underneath the belly and the leg goes, that would be me. I'm so picking up what you're laying down. Talk to me. (laughs) So the gratitude is when things are going wrong, there's always something that can go right. There's always something that you can be grateful for. All right. I've shared this. I don't know if I've shared it on the podcast before. I've certainly shared it uh, with our clients. I'm going to do a quick version. One of my favorite podcasts I did was before Grow My Cleaning Company. It was just when I was interviewing other people I liked. And the guy I interviewed was an international drug dealer that um, went to a Thai prison. And he was white and big. And that is not what his fellow prisoners looked like. They were neither white nor large. Uh, they spoke Thai, he spoke English. And his description of what that experience was like, Jesse Moskal was the guy's name. I still remember this is years ago. He had no options. Like most of the people would die. Um, they gave food, but he's like, if someone didn't bring you other food to supplement that food, you would probably die. I don't know if they gave you clothes. So if you didn't have clothes or your clothes ripped, there, there wasn't any of that, right? And the way he described it was like concrete walls, dirt floor, guards with guns. They gave you nothing, like nothing. So, and he didn't speak the language. So he was in a spot where I feel 99.99 to 100% of the people listening, he, of all the people, could have said, I have no, I'm going to die here. And he said, many people did. And I go, why? Like, were they sick? Or he goes, they just gave up. Like, I mean, there was certainly lack of food and like, you know, there's some physical things, but they had the same physical limitations he had, but it was just there. What they chose to focus on was I'm never going to get out of here. So what he chose to focus on and this, I mean, he had nothing like literally no clothes, no, nothing like a big deal was the weather. Like if it's hot out, he was hot. If it was raining or freezing, he was raining or freezing. Like you don't really think about the weather until you're in the weather 24 seven. So that was his level of control over his circumstance. He's like, I have one thing I control one, my time that I've got plenty of time before I didn't have time. I've got time. So he literally mailed Um, they didn't let him have phones or anything like physical mail, his mom in Texas saying, will you please send me books? Remember when we were in first grade, they like have a letter and you'd write the letter on a page that for Ty. And he said, I have time. And he mailed them books and she would send them over and he would do the little kindergartner books and all the, in the middle of the yard, all the other prisoners make fun of them. Cause you know, they speak the language He's an adult grown ass man, like writing basic letters. And he learned how to speak the language and he learned how to write the language. I mean, that's a big deal. And he used that to talk to the guards. And once he did, he, fe- he felt like he learned they wanted to know all about America. He was now unique. So all the things that made him unsuccessful before, he's big, he's white, he doesn't speak the language. So no one wanted to be his friend. He couldn't be his Like now he was a celebrity because he knew about America and he could speak in their language. And no one else was in this prison that knew about America and that could speak in their language. And he got all this favor with the guards where he could kind of do extra things and have extra things. And there's a whole long story where he got out. 
he literally, after like seven or eight years, they moved him to America. And because they, just so you know how bad our, our good our prisons are compared to others, they count like every year in a Thai prison is like seven years in an American prison. So they're like seven times seven, 49 years time served. Um, anyway, all that to say, that's just the best example I could think of what Suzanne said, what we choose to focus on in gratitude, right? He had, so all of us have so much more to be grateful for this guy, right? I mean, good Lord, if you are listening to this, like I just, my air conditioning just kicked in and it's very comfortable here. That is something to be grateful. When I go to bed at night, just the fact that I have a pillow and it's soft and I, I can sleep that no one's going to hurt me, right? Like there's a lot of people that are like, if I go to sleep, I never sleep because someone's going to get me. There's just, and not, I'm not talking crazy people. I'm talking people that that is their circumstance. So that gratitude, I would say, say this guy's life, right? Because he's like, I can learn. I have time. I'm healthy. I'm young. He had so much so little to be grateful for from our standard. And he was grateful. And I guarantee you before you go, I'm broke and I'm this, I'm that. Think about my friend, Jesse, this big white guy with didn't speak the language in a Thai prison. We have so much to be grateful for just so much. So that is, I think gratitude can kill or save lives. Lack of gratitude can kill and gratitude can save life. Yeah. What else are we doing? So sorry for the long diatribe. It just, it's, it's so freaking important. Well said, Mike. Thank you. Okay. So two gratitude. Number three, transform every experience into a gain. All right. I was with you on the first two because they sounded easy and fun. This sounds hard. <laughs> Talk to me about this one, lady. Okay. I'm going to go back to my mentor, Bob Proctor, and there's something that he said. He said, when something happens, there are three things to look at. Number one, it is what it is. Number two, harvest the good. No matter what it is, you've learned something, even if it's something not to do next time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Har number two is harvest the good. And number three is let go of the rest. That's the tough one. So I love it is what it is. What I hear on that is just deal with reality on reality's terms, right? It's not fair that the government does this or the COVID did that, or my spouse did this all true potentially. Right. But what I hear you saying with that is it is what it is. So Am I, am I understanding this was so short? Am I understanding what that Absolutely. Yes. Whatever happened, happened. Okay. So yeah, like we can fight it. We can shake our fists and maybe we're even right, but it happened. Right. Right. Again, you know, my friend, Jesse, you know, obviously don't deal drugs internationally. Maybe you won't have the time, please kick down your door, but it is what it is, right? He could have said, this right. is so unfair. If I would have just not been in there, blah, blah, blah. But he's like, well, done. Second, get the good. Can we talked about it in the middle? That good cannot be can be very hard to see we're looking back like jesse can probably look back at that time and i can look back at those times ago the good's very easy to see now but the trick is to do it in the moment not looking back am i hearing you but even for jesse what was his good his good was i've got time well and also this is a huge opportunity that no one else gets and if i can get out of this it'll be life-changing like and it was like you know imagine. exactly so in his case it is what it is harvest the good what's what can i what can I make good of this, which he did, and let go of the rest? Was he going to focus on the fact that he was in the weather, that he had no clothes, that he didn't have enough food? No, he obviously let it go. So yeah. that's a very dramatic example. Well, I'm sure let it go. He would say, you know, at the time, it, you know, when it's that extreme, it can take a minute. So focus on the good, 
I love that. I just want to let you know, just go back. And if you're like, there's nothing good here, this is all bad. Pretend, fast forward 10, 10 years in the future and look back at your situation when you're not in it and go, what good was I? It's an opportunity to get strong. You know, to there's zero one, zero people that have the company that you want that haven't gone through a lot more crap than you've gone through. Like, I think we think other guys, including this jerk with a microphone, like they were born rich or smart or whatever. And there's just success after success after success. It's like, no, no, no. You know, Elon Musk was on the verge of bankruptcy several times with SpaceX, with PayPal. Like, so if, you know, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. Like they just went through bigger. So the good could almost always be the bigger impact I want to have, the bigger pain I'm going to have to go through, right? Like Nelson Mandela, when he was in prison, wasn't going, this is great. Gandhi, when he wasn't eating, wasn't like, this is great, but they were changing the world. So look at the good. There's always that opportunity. Now that third one was one I'm like, oh, that's hard. Oh, and by the way, just a quick, easy one, or I shouldn't say easy, but simple. Eliminate the word problem and just put in the word opportunity. So yes. the problem with what you're saying, Suzanne, is, is is it won't work. The opportunity with what you're saying, Suzanne, is fill in the blank. Um, my employee just quit. Ah, the problem is I got to go clean tonight. The opportunity here is there's a, there's a problem I have identified and I can now fix it. So just if you just eliminate the word problem from your vocabulary and put an opportunity, that will get you 80% of the heavy lifting of what Suzanne said and focus on the good because you don't have any problems. You only have opportunities. Hey, amazing people, you may have noticed we don't sell a dadgum thing on this podcast. We don't allow ads. The only ask I can ever have of you guys is if you dig the show for you to spread the word and share so we can change as many lives as possible. Literally, it'll take you five seconds to give us a great review. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate you as a listener and value the gift of your kind words. Now back to the show. Now, what about that third one? Tell me about that. Because that one's like, oh, geez, now or now you're getting the meddling. Now this looks hard. <laughs> okay. Letting go of the rest simply means you're not living in the gap. Talk to me more. I'm about 80% there. Oh, okay. So let's put it in an example for someone who has a cleaning business. Perfect. You've lost three of your employees in one day. Perfect. It is what it is. Let's try and harvest the good. Well, I have some other employees that can fill in or I can reschedule or it's an opportunity for something. They were probably not the best. Most of the time we're being honest. Like I actually wanted them to go anyway. I just want to do it on my terms, not their terms. So the good is okay. if I was too weak to have that conversation, they had it for me. So that, yeah, there's always. Right, right. And we learn. So we learn from that. Okay, well, I need to have my, my uh, ad running more. I need to make sure that I always have these employees. That's the good. What did we gain from this? We learned. Better we learn now than we're even bigger and we lose 10 employees. So that's the good. And the rest, well, is there really a lot of rest left? Like just let go. Yeah, I think we focus on the good. It. Yeah, but there, you, you said it so, you made it so simple, Susan, but I want to make sure because it, I think we make it hard. It can be that simple. But the rest in this situation would be like, but this guy, he stole and he told me and I lent him money. And like, we, there's all this other stuff. And I'm saying there could be true facts in the world. That is what it is. But we choose that to, we choose to make that a big deal when we don't have to, we could just go and I'm going to let it go. Right. Like, again, I love using the spousal things because most of us have either been married or seen married people or been in relationships. Something happens between your, your spouse. And the most common thing is, what, what were you fighting about anyway? That was so important. You're like, I was so stupid, right? And when we say it, it was really over nothing. It was something stupid. 
it was in totality we wouldn't let it go like we don't even remember where it was it's so stupid we don't talk about it but we wouldn't let it go but she had the right and how dare she and how do we and in reality it's one thing if i punch my wife and she cheats on me like those are things that have actual consequences in the world that we're gonna have to work through but if i just go I don't know, say something terrible to her. She says something terrible to me. I could be like, oh my gosh, that's going to be this. Or I could just let it go. I could just walk on. So I think we make up a lot of things that have that we don't have to let. So when the person quits, yes, there's a, we have clients. They need to be served. That's a reality. But we choose to be like, we don't let go of the, but they did this and they're such jerks and they did it like that. And they told the other client, it's not fair. So that's the one that I think is the most important, but the hardest. How do we just let it go? Like, how do you build that muscle? The question is, do I want to feel good or do I want to continue to feel bad? God, you got me right between the eyes. <laughs> that's really it. And again, it goes with the spouses too. Do I want to feel good and be like that, you know, and just be like, I'm sorry, baby. I love you. Can we, and then, you know, that might feel like vinegar coming out of your teeth for 12 seconds. And then you feel fantastic for the rest of the day. Or you can swallow the vinegar and feel sick the rest of the day because you're like, that stupid blah, blah, blah. She doesn't blah, blah, blah. And I'm sorry, I'm not. <laughs> my wife and I get along just great, by the way. <laughs> if you're like, man, Mike's really into this wife thing. It's just such a, it's really relational, right? Because I think at the end of the day, when people quit, there are things that have to be dealt with. But most of the time, it's they hurt our feelings. The way they did it wasn't fair. I treated them this way and they treated me that way. It was things that we choose to hold on to that we could. And it's really tipping them. So say the employee was completely in the wrong and they just completely screw you. There's a certain amount of, I won't say suffering, but reality you've got to go through that may be unpleasant. And you don't get a say in that. But to be like, I'm going to hold on to a bunch of other stuff, that's you going, that wasn't enough pain. The pain that you forced me to go through wasn't enough. I want to go through more pain. And they don't even think about it. And we think, you know, it's like. Exactly. We hurt ourselves. It's not them. We drink poison thinking they're going to die. And then right. we don't understand why they're like, who, what? I've, I've moved on with my life. And we're like, I'm still pissed off about this thing. Okay, Suzanne's little side note here. It's okay to go outside and have a little tantrum. I love it's that. okay to stomp your feet. It's okay to shout. It's okay to hit something, to punch a bag. Not yeah, just bags, go, not humans. No, <laughs> just care. just just go out and let it out. Sometimes we just need to let it out because we're so frustrated. Let it out. Come back in. You'll feel better. You'll you're more able to let it go. Is it so, easy? No. Is it a practice? Yes. There's a book called, I think, Letting let it go, letting it go or letting go. And I, I really disagree with a lot of things in the book, but this one particular issue or, or point, he, he did a masterful job of saying, and he talked about toddlers. If anyone else has seen a toddler, they go from zero to 60 in like 0.9 seconds. Like someone takes their toy or like in sweet little boys and girls that we love and they're so adorable. Someone does the wrong thing and they are, they are, they've lost their mind and they experience it fully right they don't judge and they just throw a daggum tantrum there and then hey cut it out and then, or whatever and then they go from 60 to zero in about that same 0.9 seconds they're just like playing with their friend again so you know obviously the hitting and some other the behaviors aren't good but just experiencing it fully not judging yourself not trying to hide it because i think we hide it it sticks there when you just pull it out you feel it you throw it just like suzanne you throw a tantrum but all you fully experience the tantrum. Like I'm not going to hold back, you know, because we get old. Like I can't yell in front of Suzanne and stomp my foot and you know, sh you know, sh shake my fist. She's going to think I look stupid. Fine, go be by yourself and do a tantrum. And I think once you get that out, then you can let it go. But you, I think we want to kind of skip the tantrum, and you just got to experience that sometimes. And I think the problem is 
just like Suzanne says, you want to feel good or you want to feel bad? Do you want to experience this water torture over the next weeks or months? Just this dull roar of a thing you're feeling underneath everything indefinitely? Or do you just want to throw your little tantrum, scream at the world and, you know, how unfair and unjust and you're right and everyone's wrong and really feel and experience it for seven and a half minutes and then move on? That's the way to go too. I love it. So due to time, I do want to come back to, because I know we got to close up the call, but I do want to come back to the quote that I promised. And this is from Dan Sullivan. People who spend most of their, no, sorry, the wrong quote. This is the quote. If you focus on what you lack, you lose what you have. Mm. If you focus on what you have, you gain what you lack. God, that's so freaking good. So good. And I'm going to go one last time to the relationship well. Um, I'm married to the most amazing woman ever. And not perfect, by the way, but by golly, great. So if I could focus on the 3% of her that wasn't great and how Suzanne or any other woman's better than that, I will be miserable. And just like Suzanne said, I'll probably lose some value of my relationship with my wife because I'm always looking for the better thing. If I just focused on the overwhelming phenomenal part of my bride that I have, I will get that, that 3% probably won't, the, the thing I was so upset about, I won't notice so much because she, I realized, oh my God, this, this lady is delightful. So in business, if you're constantly focusing on where you're not, you'll go backwards probably because you're just so crumpled. And if you just focus on everything you've done, you're more likely to actually get, go forward in business because you start getting empowered. That is so, it's just wise. It's really, it's so well said. Any thoughts the on gap. that? The gap or the gain. That's it. Well, and I, sorry, Dan Sullivan. It sounds like it's a great book, but I'm like, I don't know. I think you ra- I think you wrapped it up in there. Suzanne wrapped it up in that one quote. If you just <laughs> focus on the things that you've got, you'll probably get what you think you lack. And if you're focusing on what you lack, you're going to lose even the thing that you got, which is so true, by the way. Um, kind of a biblical principle, too. They, you know, I, forget, I don't think it was in the Bible, but a martyr, a missionary got martyrs, martyred said, Jim Elliott said, he is no fool that gives up something he can't hold on to his life to get something he can't lose eternal life versus someone that, you know, gives up eternal life, holding on to something he's guaranteed, you know, he's no fool that gives up something he can't get to give something he can't lose as opposed to holding on to something he's going to lose. Like we're all going to die at some point and then actually losing eternity. So, so really, I think that that's just a universal principle of. Yeah. Gosh, that's so good. Big. Thank you for bringing, for uh, summing that up. Anything we missed, anything you want to cover Suzanne? I'm good. Thanks. All right, Clean Nation. That is phenomenal. So I think, yeah, gosh, get out, do that. If you have, if you need any more help, uh, if that wasn't working, go to GrowMyCleaningCompany.com. I should say that wasn't working. If that wet your appetite, you're like, I need more. Talk to me. GrowMyCleaningCompany.com. I think this is, we've over a thousand episodes, hundreds and hundreds of hours of uh, content. Let us know if you need some help. We are here for you. Catch you soon. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can, as long as uh, this number is manned 
Uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.